Hey, guys, I uh, actually forgot about a thing I had, so I, I actually can't pod tonight. Sorry. Oh, man, that sucks. All right, well, I guess we'll see you later, Brian. All right, see you. Love you guys. Uh, Horns, I'm actually kind of concerned. I think Banner took off with my bow and trick arrows. Shit, now that you mention it, I think I'm missing an entire bottle of whiskey I just bought. My God. Welcome in to the Bro for Squad podcast, where we are just a bunch of bros drinking beer and watching TV and movies. I am your host, the Mayor Jeff Hornacek. Thank you so much for checking us out. This is our review of Hawkeye Episode 6, a.k.a. the season series finale of the Disney Plus show. Joining me, as always, are the American hero, Nate Thurman, and the mad scientist, Brian Banner, to review this episode as we do all of our TV episodes on the four Bro4 Squad criteria, which is the acting, the story, our favorite scene, and then theories or questions about the show. Let's dive right into it, acting and cast. Nate, uh, we'll go to you first, and I guess for this we can obviously do episode six, but now that we have the whole season again, possibly the series, I know we haven't had any news about a potential second season, but you can evaluate both this episode and then who stood out good or bad on the whole duration of the show as well so what do you think uh yeah so just in this last episode um i mean really i think we may have talked about this on the previous episode but florence Pugh and Haley steinfeld they're god it, their dynamic on screen is like unmatched like i think they caught lightning in a bottle with this one um and they just click from the beginning um and it's been amazing um and we'll, we'll probably get to a little bit more in, in the plot and maybe the best scene um on, on some of the things that they did together but just delightful and it's great to see this new interaction this so deep this far deep into the marvel cinematic universe like finding these new characters to develop and and work together with each other and just like i said catching lightning in a bottle with two actresses that they're right around the same age um, they're clicking really well, and you can definitely tell on screen. It's it's so awesome to watch. And then I'll jump uh, in on that one real quick. Yeah. Sorry, one thing I want to say about Pew and Brian, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but based on Yelena's personality and the way she's interacted with other Marvel characters that we've seen so far, I think down the road, not even too far down the road, I might even like her more than Natasha as as a Black Widow. I don't want to say it, but blasphemy? I agree 100%. It's, it's, it sounds like blasphemy right now, I know. And, and like, I mean, I don't want to come on, belittle her body isn't cold yet, Jeff. No, I know. I don't want to belittle Natasha Romanoff because I love the character, but I think there's more to Yelena. Like, I think she just adds more to a scene than adding Natasha Romanoff did. And that's not ScarJo. I think that's just the way, the, it, just inherently the character of Natasha Romanoff is interesting, but she's, Yelena's, Yelena's got so much swag. fun. Yel- yes. Yelena's got swag. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. And and Agreed. who doesn't love more swag? She just has that like 
that it factor about her, the way that she delivers everything. And I think that a lot of that goes to Florence Pugh, the way that she delivers her lines and that fucking sexy ass Russian accent. I don't know. I can't get enough of that. Yeah. Not mad at it. No, it like everything is just working. It's, it's just, she was born to play this role. Yeah. And then uh, the, the one last thing I'll throw in here, it, it really stood out this episode just because of the arc and everything. Um, but I know Banner has been a big fan of his work so far, but Tony Dalton is Jack in this. He oh. comes out as, as the funny, nice guy at the end of the day and just badass with a sword. It was, it was delightful seeing him just Dude, jump in and he was like having the time of his life fighting I those know. thugs. <laughs> He was he was like a an old dude like at an all inclusive resort in Mexico that you become like vacation friends with. Yeah. Just living his best life. And I gotta say, now that we know where his art goes, I mean we made a lot of bold predictions about him, all of which end up being wrong, and I'm so glad they were. He to me is like the most improved player or like the unsung hero of this show. Mm-hmm. Fucking incredible. Tony and, yeah, and, Jack. And so much credit to to Tony because this obviously the show creators knew where this was going and he played it perfectly because he had that skeeviness behind him, but it was really just at the end of the day, if you go back and watch him, you can probably see it as this guy's just always happy. Um, he was innocent <laughs> until proven guilty, maybe, maybe later down, 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 down the road, but he seems innocent right now. And yeah, he was just playing his part. Um, even though the audience may have had some, um, differing views on him, he, he really stuck to it. I was going to say, it could have been a really annoying red herring they had for us, but at the end of the day, I'm just so fucking glad he was in this show and actually wanted a lot more of him. I don't just don't think it made sense in the limited episodes they had, but, I mean, you could have given me, like, twice as much Tony, and I would not have been mad about it. Yeah. I would love, and I don't think this is going to happen, but I would love a uh, Kate Bishop and uh, Jack, like, buddy cop show as season two. Just a quick six episodes and them <laughs> taking down somebody and him like figuring <laughs> out that like, hey, I could be a superhero, too. I'm really good with a sword like and her kind of showing him the ropes of what it's like to be a superhero. I think that would be a lot of fun to explore. And again, that's just because of the way that Tony Dalton has played that character and yeah. being able to keep that keep that that personality true from literally the first time we saw him on screen till the last time we saw him. I just mm-hmm. want to correct myself. I was referring to Jack as Tony, even though Tony Dalton plays him like I'm on a first name basis with the actor, which I'm not. I mean, they the the fans don't know that you aren't. The fans yeah, don't true. know that he actually has a restraining order against you. That's nothing's been officially signed off on by a judge. So at this well, point, it has. But whatever. I mean, the yep. hearings tomorrow, it's pretty much set in stone. It's a done deal. Right. But even if, even if I lose, there's an appeals process. So it's like it's stupid for us to even yeah. Uh, Banner, one idea you gave me would be cool. Would be like a Jack and Kate like road trip series or something. <laughs> me, so you know how they do like the one shots? Yeah, give I would love Jack that. and Kate Bishop one shot. I'd love that. Yeah, okay. Give nice. Jack his own trilogy of movies. Uh, one thing I want to talk about briefly, because we've been excited for him all season. D'Onofrio is kingpin. And I know there's been some quotes from Vincent D'Onofrio saying that this is the same Kingpin from the Netflix series. I don't think that makes any sense. So I don't think I don't think it can be. If it no. is, then he he did terrible in this. I'm glad I'm glad you brought this up because I, I don't have any reference to his other Kingpin acting, but it 
was just it was not delivered the way I thought it was going to be delivered. It just did not it did not hit me the right way. Yeah, and I think it, it makes his cadence of his voice is something that like takes you a little while to buy into. Um, but in the Netflix series, he does some horrific, horrific things to people to where like you realize that his his voice, he's almost like daring people to make fun of it. And in this, mm-hmm. obviously, we just don't have the sample size. So yeah. um, we'll get into theories and questions, how his character ends. But I actually feel like the way he was sort of plugged into the end of this, it was cool to see him. But it kind of fucks a- with the finale of it a little bit, right? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, 100%. The I wouldn't be mad if he is the same kingpin that he was in the Daredevil series. I think that that would be great. I think it would be fine. I don't think it is. And I think part of it is because in the Daredevil series, kingpin to me was more just a dude, right? Where in this, they gave him more super strength abilities and like more over the top, unbelievable attributes. Whereas he just was just a fucking evil guy in daredevil like he didn't have he didn't have the the super strength or the super healing or whatever he was just just a menacing super manipulative guy that wasn't afraid to do the dirty work where mm-hmm. in this one i felt like especially with the scene uh fight scene with him and kate bishop which was fantastic i loved it but it didn't feel like the same kingpin still a great kingpin and and especially the way that D'Onofrio delivers the lines almost especially when he's trying to smile how it hurts him to smile and you can see that physical pain on his face just you can't match that but I agree with with both of you guys this 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 isn't the kingpin I was expecting not mad about it just wasn't expecting it yeah Yeah. um all right we ready to move on to the story let's get it all right so the finale plot synopses on IMDb says Clint and Kate's partnership is tested as they face the consequences of exposing the conspiracy. And I had written down, um, basically our main plot points is, Eleanor is exposed in working with Kingpin, and her motivation being that essentially Kate's dad, which I'd love more information on this, but he was already in debt to either Kingpin or some organized crime member, and she had to pay that off. Yelena crashes the Bishop holiday party to kill Clint, and then of course it all ends with Kate and Clint battling the tracksuits and the cherry on top is the MacGuffin of the uh, Avengers watch, or the Avengers HQ watch we've been tracing, or tracking the whole series, what it means. So, really, this we got a lot of actions here. One big set piece, some good character moments. I think it tied up everything perfectly. They kept the stakes low. Aliens didn't show up. To me, I was very satisfied with this. Banner, what are your thoughts on the story of the uh, episode six of Hawkeye? So, I'm going to stand by my statements that I had last pod, maybe the one before that. This is the best executed MCU show. Like, and I don't even think it's that fucking close. Is it my favorite? I don't think so. I think I liked, I, I actually think I like Loki and WandaVision a little bit better than this. Maybe not WandaVision. Um, the, I love Loki, just the story better than this. Falcon and Winter Soldier was such a safe bet. Uh, larger implications on the MCU. I'm just kind of spitballing here. Uh, Loki or Hawkeye doesn't have the largest implications. Like at the end of the day, this isn't top of any of those lists. Like the the best, the most fun, the craziest story out there, the biggest implications. It was just a really good, really well executed show from beginning to end. They took 
three and a half episodes. They built us up all these question marks and everything. And then they spent the last two and a half episodes knocking those dominoes down just perfectly. They left enough threads out there that if they pulled on them, I would be ecstatic. If they left them be and didn't pull on them, I'm perfectly fine with that. And I think that's a really good place to leave a show like this. Yeah, I think <clears throat> that last part you said is perfect uh, way to sum it up for me. I'll say this. I think I might have enjoyed this the most of any MCU show, although I'm with you. I think Loki took some big swings and did connect on most of them. But I think what I like about Hawkeye the most is it didn't write any checks that its ass could cash, you know? Yeah. Like, it was so consistent all the way through. There was never, I think, a point where we were like, like with WandaVision, and again, this you can blame this on the fans entirely, but this is what <laughs> Marvel knows is going to happen. There was never a point in Hawkeye where we were like, fuck, dude, if this doesn't happen, this show is a piece of shit. And between the Paul Bettany quotes and some of the big-time predictions, I mean, how many, Mephisto, how many Mephisto jokes are still out there from WandaVision? <laughs> like, we burnt ourselves with that one. And I think with Hawkeye, the stakes were low enough and it was set perfectly around the holidays that it was just fun all the way through. And with this finale, I never felt let down really at any moment of the show. So again, I know it's a sliding scale. We're grading on a curve here. But to me, that's at least what made this the most satisfying watch so far of any of the MCU shows. Nate, what do you think? Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like the show didn't set you up to think that outlandishly and get your expectations super high for super big twists. There were still twists and turns in this in this series. And I thought they pulled them off well. I think you guys have, have pretty much nailed it on the head. Like the show was so well executed. It stayed in its lane. It was nowhere near as safe as like Falcon and Winter Soldier. It still had a ton to it. Um, now the the finale, and this is completely on me, and maybe just some of the previous sh shows we've seen. But yeah, it didn't have like that boom factor, like that fucking thing mm -hmm. that like stood out and like blew you away. But with that being said, I still thought it was a fantastic episode. It wrapped up so many things. Still had a little twist with. Eleanor at the end um, tied that together nicely. Um, uh, you got some resolution on on Jack, um, and then you get some budding relationships all over the place with a few different people. Um, but yeah, it was it was wrapped up really nicely. And the weird thing, and I'm not really complaining about this because I'm glad they did it, but <clears throat> Kingpin being added to the show, it almost wasn't even necessary. I you know 100 agree. I get the inclusion to Maya um like echo but like this had enough to it to where i would be satisfied and i know we say this all the time oh man this show's going by so quick only six episodes i'm glad it ended here because i feel like perfectly full it's like if you take me to a buffet i'm going to eat until i'm in pain at with this point it's like portion mm -hmm. control this is like the perfect amount of this series that i think i needed any more or any less and i either would have been left wanting more or like oh we didn't really need that you know yeah. And like like Banner was saying, like there's there's strings out there. If they pull on them, great. If they don't, whatever. Like with with Laura Barton, like they gave us a little Easter egg at the end there. And honestly, if they don't go too much further on that, cool. We've got some insight into it. We we kind of know where they're going with that, who she was in the, in the past and what she did. Um, and honestly, they don't even carry on the kingpin thread too much. Like he came no. in, served a purpose as the bad guy in this. OK, cool. Um, and so they can pull on those. They could not. They could take those in a little different direction um, or whatever. Um, but the, yeah, it was, it was, it was an interesting way to end this because 
most of the time we're ending these seasons or series <clears throat> and saying, fuck, I need to know what happens here. This right. this thing happened and I need – like White Vision uh, in the WandaVision. Like where the hell did he go? We have to know. Like there wasn't anything that big, um, but you, it was still very satisfying. You just hit the nail on the head. I was literally just going through thinking about it. Why this show worked so well, in my opinion, is because it if this show didn't exist or didn't happen – we aren't missing anything in the bigger overall arching Marvel Cinematic Universe, okay? If we look at WandaVision, directly setting up and directly goes into Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness, right? We know yeah. that. That is setting that up. That is almost a prequel to that movie. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We are. That is literally giving us a new Captain America. Huge implications on the bigger MCU as a whole. Then Loki, who the fuck knows what's going on with the, the sacred timeline and the multiverse and everything that just got fucked up with that. Yeah. This is literally just like a, a good guy versus a bad guy trying to get his fucking costume back. Yeah, very That's true. all it is. And I think Keep this is like the... Uh, what? This is like, this is like the... Um, I think the textbook way to do a show in a connected universe where... Like, you acknowledge the things that have happened before it, but you can still have a one-off series, like Nate said, where, like, there are interesting threads out there, but no one is left feeling like, well, what the fuck, dude? That's not a season of a show. Like, what happens to this person? Like, it, it works in isolation, but it's also a nice addition to the overall picture of the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, getting on the pod and talk, talking these things out makes me kind of like reel through things and, and kind of make some realizations and, and stuff. And maybe that's why the mid credit scene was not what I was expecting. And honestly, yeah. mid credit scene, not a fan. Like if you would have put like some of that. Remind in, like, me what it was again. I'm sorry. I totally forgot. It was just like five the, minutes the of play, like the play. And oh, then doing yeah, the song. yeah, yeah. And they've just set you up so much for like huge mid credit end credit scenes and all this stuff. But maybe that that's a testament to what they were trying to do with this episode. They didn't want like a huge grand uh, in the grand scheme of things type of ending credit. But I was like, if you just put this in like the first episode for like one or two minutes and like, okay, cool. You're showing me that the play is a thing for the, for the, uh, for the Avengers, all this. But I was just like sitting there the whole time. I was like, I, I don't know what this is. Yeah. And after like two minutes, it became like the Conway Twitty Family Guy joke. I was oh like, my oh, god! We're, They're we're still just going. Keep... Yeah, we're still singing. Okay. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. Mr. Conway Twitty, and you're like, oh god, this is like the whole <laughs> fucking song. Uh, That's a good. All right, ready to move on to best best scene. Yeah, let's go. Do it. All right, I hate to take this. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna steal somebody's probably, oh, but. God. For me, has to be Yelena and Clint talking on the ice, both about what Natasha meant to them. And Yelena, I think, realizing, I miss my sister so much. I want to kick the shit out of someone, whether they're responsible or not. And then the part where she realizes, oh, Natasha actually told you about me? Like, I thought that we just reconciled at the end of her life. Like, she actually always cared. Yeah. Wow, that's incredibly powerful. When he uh, did the whistle, whew, man. Yeah, try not to cry. And I think... The setting of it too, like being on the ice, the aesthetic, like after they just kicked the shit out of like all the track suits was a great like anti-hero moment for Yelena because she's like, look, I hate these fucking Russian guys too. Let's beat the shit out of them and then I need to talk to you while I knee you in the chin a few times. Yeah. And to me, just again, a testament to what the MCU does so well. The action moments, 
matter and mean so much more because they're supplemented and held up by the character stuff. That's why you actually care about it. Man, they've, I mean, they have had some heavy hitting scenes and three, I'm trying to think, I can think of three off the top of my head, maybe four or five um, out of four, uh, four or five of the six episodes, they've had some heavy hitting emotional scenes. Um, And this one just capped it off with, I mean, him just bleeding his heart to her and them having that final connection of what he meant to Natasha and Natasha meant to him. Very true. So was that yours too, Nate? It was not. Um, I'm hoping we can go three different scenes here. We'll see. I think we're going to be able to go three different scenes here. Okay. Wow. Wow. I kind of alluded to it earlier when I was talking about uh, the Pew Steinfeld dynamic on, on screen, their fight scene. It, it was great. Like, choreography was really great um and then just them going back and forth and you could tell like it was an interesting scene because they're trying to beat the shit out of each other but they're not trying to kill each other and you can definitely tell that and then you have the touching moments just like in between like hey why don't we go grab a drink okay cool after i kill barton (laughs) she's like i have a very i have a reason for being here i like you that's why i'm not going to kill you and then they kind of like go over their their moves at the end, saying, "Oh yeah, that was a nice body slam you had there. Oh yeah, the kick to the ribs." She's like, "Yeah, that that was a good one." And it was it, a good one. I mean, it's just a testament, like I said, to their on screen um, chemistry. Um, but I think it's going to have much bigger implications, or at least I hope it does, to yes. the Marvel uh, universe down the road with those two. I mean, that's Kate's Black Widow, and they need a buddy cop show or movie. Yeah, regardless. Banner, before I, I, I think you go, huge, huge, like. Big sister, little sister vibes from them, mm-hmm. which yeah. worked on every level. Yeah. And Banner, did that scene remind you the way it was shot, you know, like side scrolling of the scene in Winter Soldier where uh, like Winter Soldier shoots Nick Fury and then Cap chases him through those office buildings? Yeah. Obviously very different tonally, but the same like aesthetic of yeah. seeing them from like the outside of the building. It almost looks like a sitcom set yep. that you're going through in a panorama. Yeah. You're like they're they're running through a wall, but really like it's it's not like you're running from room to room, but you're not. Right, and we're seeing them like the out the exterior wall is removed, so the audience can correct. Yeah, yeah. Move with it. I I didn't put that together when I watched it, but now that you say it, I'm definitely feeling that. Yeah. So what was your uh, favorite scene, Brian? So my favorite scene was pretty early in the show, and like I got goosebumps and like almost almost teared up, and that's when. They're making the arrows and Clint kind of stops and goes to Kate and says like, Hey, like, are you ready? Because once you dive into this life, there's no getting out and you're going to have to make sacrifices that you don't want to make. People are going to get hurt. Like, are you sure you're ready for this? And he knows she's going to have to arrest or kill her mom. Basically. Exactly. Like he knows what they're getting into. She knows what they're getting into. And he's making sure like, are you ready for this? And Haley Steinfeld's delivery of this scene of basically saying, look, when I was 12, aliens, fucking aliens invaded our planet, destroyed my house. And I look out and there's a guy with a stick and a string saving the world. That right there told me I had no, nothing to be scared about. And Love that scene. dude, just like, OK, yeah, you're ready. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, that was, that was a great Clint- montage overall. I wish Clint would have been like, you don't even know the half of it. I had been mind controlled for the previous week, too. So it was a fucking it was a rough it was a case of the Mondays. Yeah, no kidding. But just like the way that 
that she was so determined and like the question of are you ready and how she answers like am i ready are you kidding me look i've been i've been ready for this since i was 12 years old so and and it's and because I, of you i think that was just a just a great just a great scene and it really summed up like her i don't know if coming of age is the right terminology but the the way that from where she was at the beginning of the show to where she was at the end of the show that scene right there was the culmination of all of that yeah and i think for clint it showed to kate isn't just someone like fangirling out over hawkeye like he legitimately inspired her and especially after her dad's death during the battle of new york like set her on the path to who she is now so it's not just someone who's like oh like i had a poster of you up in my room that's fucking sick she's like no actually when i saw you you like willing to engage in a fight that like you probably have no business being in and Clint gives a similar speech in Age of Ultron yeah. to Wanda where he to says Wanda. look none of this makes sense we're fighting robots I have a bow and arrow like but I'm gonna go out there because it's my job uh it's sort of the same thing that inspired Kate she's like real bravery is going into a fight that you know you might not win but it's the right thing to do and though, even though she might have to arrest or kill her mother like she knows that it's the right thing to do in this moment so yeah I'm ready Anything else? Ready to move on to the last part: theories and questions. I have so I many. I have so many questions and theories. Let's do it. All right, <clears throat> let's go round robin. Uh, my first one, Brian. I'll throw this one over to you. So Laura Barton, uh, it is revealed, is Mockingbird, aka Agent 19 of Shield. I'm assuming the watch either had like whereabouts of the safe house she was in, or some information about her code name. So, Brian, I got a twofold question for you. Number one, we have to get more of her in the MCU, <clears throat> right? And this, unfortunately, wipes out Adriana Palicki in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. canon as Mockingbird. So who is your Mockingbird, Brian? Is it Laura Barton or is it Bobby Morse? Right now, it's still Bobby Morse. Uh, just because we, don't, we, don't, we have zero sample size of Laura Barton. I'm not going to say that she can't overtake that mantle. Well, you mean as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, right? Because I've actually liked her in the... We've got her briefly, but we've got her in like three things. Yes, as a shield agent. Yes. Now, obviously, what uh, Carlini has done with the character in her small sample size over the course of the MCU has been great, and I am excited for more. Uh, but at this point, she is not Mockingbird. She is Clint's baby mama, or That's wife it. maybe. Could we call her his wife? She's not some <laughs> slam piece. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess she could be his wife. <laughs> That's kind of okay. Weird. So you're so you're still team uh, Bobby Morse. Yes. Of As of right now, now I'm, I'm not saying that I, my mind can't be changed. Sure. No, that's very fair. Uh, so then, real quick, Brian, I'll ask you what. This has to be a precursor to get her more involved in the MCU, right? Which I, I'm totally gun gung ho for. Uh, this has her own show written all over it, right? Like a like a six episode. I would even t I would even love like a prequel of her and Clint's courtship. That would be fun. Yeah, that'd be pretty pretty uh, impactful. Like they hook up at the Shield holiday Christmas party or something. I would love it. It was actually a Halloween party. What was she dressed as? A slutty Shield agent? Uh, yeah, it was like some bird. It was weird. I don't know. No, <laughs> no, I wasn't really Dang listening. Some about me not paying attention. Yeah. All right, let's go around Robin and Nate. What do you have? Theories and questions. Um, so been kind of batting this around and hoping 
that something was going to come of this throughout this series. Um, and this may be my, I wouldn't say disappointment, but I'll say it. One disappointment with the series, Madam Hydra. How does she, how does she, how does she fold into all this now? Like yeah. I thought we were going to get maybe a little tease in the sixth episode. Really but, disappointed. Yeah, I agree. Like, I would imagine, I mean, just because who she is, she's got to be at the top of the food chain, I, w- I would think, still. Yeah, I had a theory. So we know Eleanor is the low man on the totem pole, right? Yeah. Based on, like, very, very low. In fact, I'm surprised that Kingpin even did her the favor of, uh, like, not killing her up to this yeah. point. I would say Val is at the top. Brian and Nate, where do you think Kingpin is below Val? Like, one or two notches? If that. Man, it's got to, well, it has to be at least one. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I would go with one, yeah. I'm still not convinced that they're, they aren't on equal playing terms and they aren't in their own feud against each other in some fashion. I just feel like Val's aspirations are much higher than Kingpin's. I mean, it just goes back to the Black Widow after credit scene. I mean, th- there has to be some connection there because from this series, we're getting that Eleanor called in the hit – but Madam Hydra was the one to deliver it to Yolanda. Right. Why Why would Val do her that favor, you know? I, yeah. If she's working with Kingpin and if, if Eleanor's working with Kingpin, but Val is not, it doesn't make any sense. And it seems like a big swing because you've basically burned the asset of Yelena now. Like she's never going to trust Val again. I don't know if she like has to work for her, but she'll be yeah. like, you basically that fucking may- lied to yeah, that could be that could be a thread that that gets pulled on down the road as far as the the next antagonist in some series or some show. Um, them actually going after her. So. Yeah, Brian, I'm sorry, I hate to jump in again, but that leads right into one of my questions, which was, yeah. what does Yelena do now? Like, I'm assuming she's done working for Val. So where does uh, the MCU take her character next? Yeah, I mean, I think she's going to see the Empire State Building, uh, the Eiffel Times uh, Square. Times Square, yeah, the big tree. Yeah. Got to see that. My uh, brother-in-law would say go eat at Pizza Wagon in Brooklyn. Got to. <laughs> A classic. <laughs> uh, he ate there after your wedding. <laughs> oh, and Nate and I love Adrian's on Stone Street as well. Yeah, hit him Ooh, up. Adrian's is good. Oh yeah, Bander's actually been there too. Now. I've actually been there. Yeah. Yeah. Like fuck. <laughs> um no in all seriousness i i don't i i mean the only thing that i can see her she's not ready to be we'll call it an avengers level uh movie i guess she's still in my opinion like a street level i don't think that she can i would love to see her but i don't think that she's at the level yet where she can hold her own movie or even be like a like a second in command in a movie because I think she's too, she steals she steals the screen too much and steals the scene too much when she's on screen to be a second in command, but she doesn't command the screen enough to be a number one. Mind blowing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though, right? You get it. I don't know. I'm all I'm all on board for her getting her own her own thing. I think she is. I think the Disney Plus shows is where she is going to live for a while, and I want. That's what I want. I want to. The issue with that. Her more. Not really an issue, but Florence Pugh is is becoming a mega star mm-hmm. yes. in Hollywood. And so to maybe subjugate is too strict of a word, but to give her a Disney – like Florence Pugh could headline a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. But can Yelena? Yes. Yes. You think? I, I thought it was implied, but yeah. I mean I think people would have said the same thing about 
uh, Black Widow. But we've seen Black Widow for the last 10 years. Yeah, but has she ever been more than the fourth build character in a respective film? I mean, semantics. maybe she has. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh, Winter Soldier. She's probably second or third. Probably third. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it, no, that's fair. It, it's just, it's so tough being. I don't know, just being an assassin that doesn't have any powers or anything, it's tough to, you have to build dimensions and layers with the character before they get, before they deserve their own show. I I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I I want more of her, I just don't know how we're going to get her. I don't know how to answer your question, Jeff. But So, Nate, do you have an idea of where she, the character, goes now? Like, she, it seems to me that she's like, fuck you, Val. Not... Fuck you, Val. I've been used. I now know the truth about Natasha. She she could now turn in theory like fully good. Yeah, I think that's the road she's going to get on. And I, I think kind of piggybacking off of what Banner was saying a little bit is that you do need a more, little more depth, a few more layers to her. Um, and I, I completely get what Banner was saying is that she just doesn't have enough background for Marvel to commit that much to her. Now – her presence in the movie and the series she's been in, I think would constitute that just her charisma, um, just as Florence Pugh and as Yolanda. But I think there does need to be a little more background. Um, ultimately, down the road, I mean, come on, her and Kate are teaming up. But I don't think that's going to be the next installment for her. I think it will be kind of a, a side gig or a side story. Um, for her, maybe yeah, going after Val or um, attack, attacking some more people uh, in their wrongdoing. Um, I don't know if a we fight have between her and Russell Wyatt would be cool. Ooh, that's random, but I like it. Um, well, or, Val, or maybe like, just, hey, yeah, go ahead, Horns. Val, Val could be like, well, Yelena put in her two weeks' notice, so <laughs> uh, John Walker, you have to go after her. Yeah, she didn't sucks. She, yeah, she was gonna get her bonus in three weeks, so kind of egg on her face. She didn't. They're turn not even letting her take the rest of her PTO either. It's kind of no. But she accrued that. That's bullshit. It's her. Yeah, she's she's just gonna have to eat it. Um, but yeah, or or her going around. I mean, it's kind of been shown a little bit, but um, unspellbinding some of the other widows. But I don't know if there's any more that can be nibbled at there. Yeah, aside from like the occasional, hey, I got one in Tucson, Arizona. It's like, <laughs> yeah. How the fuck did she get there? <laughs> uh, Brian, any theories or questions you have? Uh, okay, so. Nope, don't want to talk about the Matrix. Sorry, lost my notes here. <laughs> uh, I can jump in if you need me to stall for a little bit. No, I got it. So okay. I want to I want to kind of shift gears here. Let's talk about Maya and Echo. And kind of her show where they're going. If it's not, I'm going to be so upset that at least we don't have at least half that show as flashbacks. I want to know yes. the her and Kazi relationship and her, her and Kazi's um, uh, youth and how they grew up together. And what actually happened with the hit on her dad and her relationship with um, Kingpin and his relationship with Kingpin. That's what I want to explore in her show. Half flashbacks, maybe 
whether the like maybe the second to last season or excuse me second to last episode ends with her not killing kingpin in the end of this show because there's no fucking way kingpin's dead she either shot him to the ground maybe kneecapped him yes but he is not dead they are not done with him and i would love that being maybe the end of let's say she gets six episodes i don't know how many she's getting let's say she gets six that's the end of the fifth episode six episodes sums it all up you took all the words out of my mouth for one of my theories. I need my Echo series to be four prequel episodes. <clears throat> the, the, the Ronin attack needs to be in one of them. You don't even need Renner because he's in the suit the whole time. Yep. Let me play this for you. Episode five finale, the gunshot against Kingpin, right? Yeah. And episode six, it's revealed that actually Daredevil, played by Charlie Cox, jumped down, grabbed her hand, and fired into the air to keep her from killing Kingpin. Whoa. Now, everyone here has not seen all of the Marvel movies, but some of that may be alluded to in oh God. a recent Marvel movie. I'm, I'm sorry I'm the outlier. I'm seeing it. <laughs> it's okay. I'm, not, I'm doing my best not to spoil anything. Yeah. If that, this is why I hate the podcast. <laughs> You can just say that's why you hate me. Just go ahead. <laughs> because, no, 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 no. Because what Jeff just said, if that doesn't happen now, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a little so disappointed. Off. Be, oh. I don't know if I'm gonna be so pissed off. But I'm definitely gonna be disappointed because that's just yeah. a brilliant idea. That's a brilliant way to move things forward, tie different things in. Do we know when the Echo Show is coming out? I think that actually is a problem with a lot of the Disney Plus shows. Like, even Moon Knight, which is wrapped production, there's no release date. Right. I don't so, know what the next one is. Is it She-Hulk? That's what I was about to say. If it, if She-Hulk is the next one, then now don't we're getting into the timeline questions. Don't. Because we yeah. already know that this one took place after Spider-Man. Concurrent with No Way Home, based on the ending. More or less, Which again, yes. Doesn't, doesn't spoil anything for Nate. Yeah. But the end of No Way Home, there's a scene of Rockefeller Center at Christmas. Okay. So, I don't even know. I don't know. I want that. That's all I know. I want it now. I need it. Give it to me. All right, I only had one more thing, but it was just me asking us to rank the Disney Plus series. So anything else you guys have, please indulge nope. our listeners. Uh, let's go, go through for it, here. Unless we don't have something. All right. Uh, Agent 19, Kingpin's not dead. Need more Maya Kazi. Val, not being in it sucks. Like a shopping love, list. Love, love <laughs> Eggs, Jack. Needs milk. more of him. Uh, bread. Um, <laughs> no, he did make the grocery joke. Okay, good. Yeah, I think the only thing that I kind of had is... My question is, is Clint Barton done with the Avengers? And is Kate Bishop now replacing him as an Avenger? Mm, I don't know if I'd go that far as Kate is going to just seamlessly roll into the Avengers spot. Um, I think whatever installment she's in next, at the end of it, she could be there. But yeah, I agree. I, I think this could have done one of two things to Clint. It either could have been where he's like, all right, this is my incumbent in Kate Bishop. But I also think that she kind of like re-energized and showed Clint like the importance of what he's doing. You know, because yeah. 
even in Endgame, he's like, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this to bring my family back, but I have done some shit that I can never forgive myself for. As, as Ronan. Um and he's like, look, I don't want forgiveness, but I like I murdered all those people because I thought there was like no hope of me ever getting my life back. Yeah. So I kind of punted the being the hero thing. Then you come to me in Japan while I'm slicing through the Yakuza and tell me, hey, we actually think we can bring them back, but I know you can't unkill all those people. <laughs> so that, that's his issue with Kate the whole time. He's like, listen, lady, I'm not a hero. Like I've sliced open dudes in front of their wives, girlfriends, kids. Because I thought my family was gone forever. Then Natasha tells me, no, they're not. But uh, us unsnapping doesn't bring back all the gangsters I murdered in cold blood. So his, his issue was like, am I even worthy of the praise that she's giving me? But I think he realized, even if I'm not, like everything I do still matters to people. That was a long-winded explanation. But I don't think Clint's done with the Avengers, if I put it in simple terms. Okay. Yeah. So here's my next question. Why? Why... Did they put in the fact that he can't hear and he's got this hearing aid and everything? Like at the end of the day, what are the implications on this show or his character moving forward? Because that was something that maybe I'm just not smart enough to pick up on or maybe I missed something. But like I felt like they made a really big deal of the fact that he has a hearing aid and he can't hear unless he has it in that didn't really come to fruition at the end of the day. My my guess. And this is not a great answer but you'll appreciate it it's a it's an homage to the old man logan comic okay and and i'm fine with that i just want to i just want to know if that is the case or did i just miss something that like like that made him maybe connect better with his feelings for natasha and what happened with her or maybe it made him be able to connect with maya more because she obviously is deaf and can't hear either and without his hearing aid he can't but yeah. oh yeah that's a good point too but i i don't do you have to have that in the show to make it? It didn't, it didn't play a huge role. It didn't play a big enough role in it. And I felt yeah. like that they spent a lot of time on it early on for it to not be satisfied in the end. And, and those maybe, at home, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me trying to find something wrong with this show that is damn near perfect. Anyone that is not familiar with the old man Logan comic arc in it, uh, it's like sort of a post-apocalyptic earth. Wolverine is like even aging sort of like the movie Logan and a Clint Barton in it um, has lost his vision. Yep. And there's a lot of references to like my only superpower was my ability to see and I've lost it. Now, that's obviously it's not an apples to apples comparison, but Clint's struggling with like the loss of one of his senses and sort of like his having to deal with that. I thought was maybe an homage, but the echo thing actually makes more sense, I think. Like, sort of leveling their playing field, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's all I got. I'm done. Nate, you're done too? Mm-hmm. All right. Last thing, I just wanted us to rank the uh, Disney Plus series. I, if you include What If, and I let me know if I'm missing one. There's five of them, right? That uh, sounds right. Yes. With okay, What so If, my yeah. rank. Yeah, my ranking is Nate. Have you seen What If? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So then we've all seen all of them. Uh, my ranking one to five: Loki, Hawkeye, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then What If at fifth. Nate, what do you? I know I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, I think. Sorry, I was looking at something as you were saying yours, but I think ours are the same because I would go Loki, Hawkeye, Wanda, 
Falcon winner. What if? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're. And you know what's crazy? I think. I think that ranking also is the ranking that I would put the uh, season finales in. Maybe not coincidentally. I might throw this season finale above. I don't know. Loki's yeah. is tough because God, know, Loki's is, is just so. Loki's. I feel like yeah. Loki's is still open ended. We don't. We don't really know. But we got Jonathan Majors, which is what we wanted so badly, and he nailed it. God, he was fucking awesome. I I think as far as the overall shows that I liked was Loki, Hawkeye, WandaVision, What If, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay, so last Falcon Falcon and and, uh, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're so boring. The only difference is Brian has his fourth and fifth switch. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think Loki was the craziest story uh hawkeye i think was the best executed i think wandavision was the most outdoor like we're gonna swing for the fences if it works it doesn't work and i think they got like a wandavision was the stock that's like up and down and up and down you're like yeah. jesus christ do i sell now what do i do wandavision yeah. is like the mark reynolds look he, they're gonna get 50 home runs in a season but they're also gonna strike out 500 times yeah the concept behind it was enough to give it like seven out of ten stars just by itself yeah and that being the first series that took balls mm-hmm. really sure. yeah i still think the jury is still out on what if a little bit also um do we know if we're getting a second season of that we are we mm, are okay nice. are, do we okay. do we know are they they extending some of the storylines that they already explored in the first one or are these i know there was one episode involving robert downey jr's iron man well not robert downey jr so the iron man and gamora um that is basically being in season two and then i, I don't they're actually doing a whole season just of marvel zombies which i don't really understand how that's going to work but hmm. i'm a... not mad about it though that's the one that i want i want marvel yeah. zombies interesting I think the more I think about what if, I like it more as just an idea than a show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason. It's but really I, I, I feel really like it's gonna be really hard to execute as a show because at least for me, like they, they explored some storylines that I'm like, I actually really interested in this. I really wanna see that and they're ending it. So they're they're giving us an idea that they aren't gonna they're they're cashing a check that they can't cash or something like that. Right, which is what Hawkeye sure. did not do, why I like right. it so much. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, I got nothing else. Love the show. Again, it's my second favorite overall, and just so consistent from episode one to six. Great acting, great idea. Glad it was smaller scales. We needed, like, a step back in a street-level series that uh, exists in the MCU. That's my final take. Nate, what are your closing thoughts on Hawkeye, now that we have the full season to uh, assess? Um... Yeah, I think we're kind of just echoing the same stuff, like super well executed. Um, and it, yeah, it gives it gives so much it gives so much more to the to look forward to in the Marvel universe. But like we said, they're not swinging for the fence, fences on some of these things. They're they're just subtle suggestions and pushing you in a direction. Uh, but they gave us enough to be super satisfied without leaving us hanging. They're like, I mean. There's some cliffhangers, but I don't feel like I'm about to fall off the edge of a cliff. So, it's, yeah, it's interesting, but I'm super satisfied. Is it that? That's a good. That's a great quote. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Brian, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I still definitely stand by my statement that this is better executed than Loki, but I liked Loki better. Um, 
not because of one particular reason over the other. I just, I just did. Uh, this show, and really with really all of these, I, I know I put Falcon Winter Soldier as, as last, but I still really enjoyed it. I'm almost more excited about the future, um, the future MCU shows than I am about the future MCU movies. Because of what they've been able to do here, they they can dig yeah. deeper into these characters that they wouldn't otherwise get to, and I I'm really really digging that. Yeah, it's giving it, yeah giving I think a little more flavor. Right, they figured out the best way to to work the uh, series medium uh, in tandem with the movies, and I don't know, man, it's a, we're, we're at a fun time in the MCU. I have no idea where they're going, but they've teased so much stuff. I'm just wondering what they're going to focus on. All right, thank you guys for checking us out for Hawkeye. It's been a fun season. Um, not sure if we're getting a second one, but either way, we're satisfied here. For the American hero, Nate Thurman, and the mad scientist, Brian Banner, I am the mayor, Jeff Hornacek, we are the bro Four squad Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at bro Four squad Subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you find your podcast if you type in bro Force. Squad is three separate words and check out everything that we do on our website, broforsquad.com. Till next time, Brian, I need to get those arrows back from you. You're not. I, I, sorry, guys, I got. I really hate to do this too, but I really got to cut and run. I'll see I mean, you. I'll let you borrow them, but let me label them. I don't trust you without the labels. That's yeah, fine. You, I can't read any of them.